heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. It is no secret that if you have a lot of money, and some people do have an awful lot of money, then along with your wealth, oftentimes, virtually always, comes a great deal of power and influence. And today, in a really big way, I would like to highlight just exactly how these billionaires and oligarchs who uh, have that strong kind of power and influence because of money are actually changing and shaping our world in very unique ways. Now, they've always done this. I mean, we could go back to ancient times and the wealthy uh, have always been influential. Money talks. As the old saying says, this is the voice of a nation. Malcolm at eight. And this is Dr. Steve LaTulip for the Voice of the Nation team today. I want to start today by focusing on a new biography by Elon Musk written by a Walter Isaacson, which launched just this past Tuesday. It is bound to be extremely insightful. And I would like that to lead into a discussion of how other wealthy influencers in the world are actually altering our future. Uh, Secondly, what I would like to just cover a little bit of today is the rise in persecution of conservatives, because it is not a problem that is waning. It is ever increasing and it is getting worse. And you need to know what you can do to uh, stave this off. This is very important for all of us. Now, first of all, this new biography by Elon Musk demonstrated something that raised a lot of concern for people because the author, Walter Isaacson, alleges that Musk ordered the Starlink engineers to stop Ukrainian service because he was concerned, Elon Musk was concerned, that Putin would retaliate possibly with nukes. Remember, we are on the brink of nuclear war right now as all these new nations are becoming nuclear powers. But because Elon Musk could, he had the power, he decided to intervene in this Ukrainian-Russian war in such a way to prevent the Ukrainians from attacking Russia, a Russia-occupied region of the Crimean Peninsula, where Russia had a naval naval, uh, fleet in place. Uh, You can kind of envision a Pearl Harbor scenario, and that was of some concern to Elon Musk. The Ukrainian Deputy Prime Minister Mikhailo Fedorov told the Financial Times that Musk 
shared with Isaacson some confidential exchanges about military information regarding Starlink without Fedorov's permission. Now, did Musk violate some rule, some ethical uh, principle? Uh, what was the problem with that exactly? Uh, but there were exchanges regarding this military information as it pertained to Starlink. Now, Starlink uh, services were solicited by the Ukrainian government after Russia disrupted Ukraine's own communications. So they were kind of dependent upon Elon Musk to provide this uh, almost like a mobile communication service, if you will. Now, Musk recently has expressed his ideas about ending this war in Ukraine. Now, I think a lot of people would like to end the war, uh, including um, maybe Zelensky himself, uh, certainly Putin. But uh, Vladimir Zelensky is not at all happy because of how Elon Musk intervened. Um, and there are uh, there have been some ongoing social media arguments between Zelensky and Musk, but it seems like nowadays Elon Musk is arguing with everybody and he's taking uh, no favorable sides. He seems to be acting out of conviction, which I always find a little bit refreshing because when you've got a billionaire like Elon Musk, who pretty much can have anything he wants, he can do anything he wants. He is actually seeming to sometime, sometimes respond uh, with his conscience. And I do find that refreshing. Now, in October of 2022, Musk actually proposed a peace deal, and this involved the United Nations. The United Nations was uh, supposedly to supervise the annexation referendums in Moscow, as well as occupied Ukrainian regions like Crimea. Uh, and uh, they were also to acknowledge Russian control over the Crimean Peninsula. So obviously Musk thought that it is okay for Russia to be occupying that region of the world just uh, to the west of Russia. Um, and another uh, principle of that peace deal is that Musk wanted to assign Ukraine a neutral status, okay, so that they would not be a threat to Russia, but neither would they be a threat to other uh, European countries uh, on the eastern side of it. So, um, you know, the question is, would Ukraine then become a Geneva or would it become another Gaza? Because there's a big difference there. Uh, in Gaza, they're constantly fighting over the region, uh, the Palestinians and the Israelites, and we do not need another Gaza Strip in the world. Well, uh, it's obvious from some of these moves that the Kremlin does appear to be benefiting from this dismantling of Twitter's safety standards that they once had in place. And so they're kind of raising the issue with Musk, like, whose side are you on? And so you can understand Zelensky uh, would not be pleased when Elon Musk decides to intervene in the war. But we have to talk about that a little bit more because did Elon Musk really intervene or not? Um, that remains to be seen, but it is raising eyebrows and even 
Pocahontas, Senator, Senator Elizabeth Warren, uh, she is a senator from Massachusetts, uh, well known for her claim to have uh, Native American Indian blood, uh, which was a lie. But Elizabeth Warren, as well as two of her communist colleagues, recently wrote to the Defense Secretary, Lloyd Austin, about this issue of interference with this war. You know, it's almost like it's a football game. And they're saying, hey, wait a minute, that's not fair. Because Elon Musk is not a player. He's not a soldier. He's not a general in the military. And spectators cannot participate in the game. So that's kind of the approach that they're having. And she is actually calling for, oh, you guessed it, another Senate inquiry. I mean, aren't you fed up with inquiries? Uh, where do they go? But she wants an inquiry of SpaceX uh, CEO's obstruction, supposedly, of Ukraine's plan to destroy Russia's naval fleet in the Black Sea um, last year. So a very interesting concept. And, of course, uh, we are really concerned about things of that nature, and particularly when you combine this satellite technology that Elon Musk has, uh, when we are seeing the, the days of space exploration uh, being magnified significantly, we are going into a new frontier here, and it's kind of scary. And of course, that includes artificial intelligence, which is a big part of this whole thing. And uh, just recently, get this, there was a secret meeting of the minds to discuss artificial intelligence. Now, Chuck Schumer uh, put a, together a secret meeting, if you will, a closed forum meeting with Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates to expedite the development of artificial intelligence and he says he wants to mitigate its biggest risk. You know, the, the risk associated with AI are, are not small. I don't want to get into a discussion on that today. But let me just say that Musk, who has a pretty good handle on artificial intelligence, he just flat out said that AI could kill us. Okay, so there is very significant lethal potential with artificial intelligence. Um, there were 100 senators who were invited to this meeting, but the public was specifically not invited. So you couldn't listen in. This was not aired um, on social media or mainstream media. It was simply a closed forum. There were some tech executives and advocates present. So there were some civil rights group leaders, labor leaders were invited, uh, but it was done behind closed doors. Um, and, you know, that's a little bit concerning. A lot of people are excited because they said, look, these great minds and these the, the big people who um, have the capability of promoting artificial intelligence are getting together and they're going to work together and produce some really good things and make sure that we have safety rules in place. Now, given that Chuck Schumer put this meeting together, I don't, I don't feel a whole lot of comfort by that statement that they are actually seeking to mitigate the risks associated with artificial intelligence. In other words, I don't really believe them. And then when you have Mark Zuckerberg 
involved in the uh, the plan and Bill Gates, who is, in my opinion, I've always called him a uh, a genocidal maniac, just like Anthony Fauci. Uh, everything that Bill Gates does is destructive, and he makes a lot of money in the process. And so, when you got these people coming together. I get a little bit concerned, and I think we all should be concerned because what we have are the top billionaires of the world coming together and deciding on what is going to happen in our own lives in the future, namely, how are they going to be controlling us? How are they going to be monitoring us? recording our information. We know that they already are eavesdropping on all of our cell phones. There is nothing private. If you get on any electronic device, you are going to be monitored. And that's that's not fun. That is certainly a violation of our privacy. We lose freedom when we are constantly censored by Big Brother because who knows when they are going to decide to come after you, as has been happening. And I'll discuss that a little bit uh, in the latter part of this program. Uh, also of concern is that the Department of Homeland Security just hired its first chief AI officer. Okay, so Department of Homeland Security, you think Alejandro Mayorkas uh, is is now promoting artificial intelligence and specifically to guide two new DHS policies. The first is for what they call machine learning so that they can advance their mission. And this is their own words to combat fentanyl trafficking, child sex trafficking, uh, supply chain interruptions, you know, all the things that they're supposed to do. Uh, Notice they didn't specifically say border security, um, but that is very concerning to me because Mallorca specifically has done everything to enhance the attacks against us. In other words, Mallorca is acting in ways that is completely 100% opposite of what the Department of Homeland Security is supposed to do. They are not doing their job. They are doing just the opposite. We see that they have been involved in sex trafficking. The, The child sex trafficking that occurs at the border has been reprehensible. These kids are being lost. They're being spread across the United States and being made slaves to very wealthy people uh, and people in high positions with big business and so forth with Hollywood. And we know that Hollywood has been utterly corrupt when it comes to sex trafficking, sexual abuse, uh, pedophilia, and so forth. This this is really scary stuff. Um, the second thing that they claimed that they wanted was a new policy to use face recognition and face capture technologies. Now, that means that they will be able to identify you anywhere you are, if you are caught on a camera anywhere in public. And of course, they can put public cameras anywhere like they do uh, at traffic intersections now. If you fail to stop at a traffic light, uh, they click a picture of you, they get a picture of your car and your license plate, 
and probably you driving the vehicle. So um, they want to really enhance this facial recognition technology uh, so that they can identify you. And of course, they've wanted to use this technology for other things. Can you imagine having to uh, be forced to uh, utilize facial recognition to get into stores, to buy food, to buy clothing, to buy you know the essentials of life? What it feels like is they are just taking us further down the primrose path. And of course, this government's primrose path leads us right directly to the slaughterhouse. And so I have great concern about that. So what do we do about all this? this um, and how should we respond to this? The real question that we have to ask ourselves is, first of all, does Elon Musk have uh, the capability or has he made himself a peacekeeper of the world? Because he, in his own words, he thinks that he has helped to possibly prevent World War III. But uh, could we look at it in another way? Is he possibly siding with Russia? Well, we don't know that for sure, but Russia seems to have benefited in a big way. Um, but I guess, you know, you could say, well, this is unrestricted warfare, right? Because we're saying, look, it's not fair for a non-military player to be um, somehow altering the outcome of a war or a battle. And that's exactly what Elon Musk did if what they claim is true. Remember, the unrestricted warfare, which is uh, what China has been doing for years now, that means there are no rules. You do whatever you must do to defeat the enemy. And of course, the enemy are all free nations, free states, free individuals. They do not want you to be free. They don't want you to think or act for yourself. They want you to do exactly what you tell them to do. And so they say in order to achieve that end, that objective, they will use unrestricted warfare, meaning they will do whatever it takes. They will deceive you lie to you, cheat you. They will manipulate you any way they can. They will lastly resort to physical violence if they must. But with the help of artificial intelligence and all of social media today, they are very, very well equipped to control us and to oppress us and to defeat us without ever firing any bullets or missiles or bombs. Uh, it, it really is a dangerous business. Do we have any control over these billionaires who impose their so-called values on the world? I mean, take a look at, compare and contrast Elon Musk, George Soros, and Klaus Schwab. Now, these people all are highly, highly influential people in the world. Um, we know what Soros is all about. He is a communist to the core. We know that Klaus Schwab is a globalist and he wants us all suppressed. He wants perhaps 75% of the world population killed and the rest enslaved so that the few elites can live uh, happily ever after as the superiors, as the rulers of the slaves. 
That's what they are after. And so we have to ask ourselves, when, when somebody like Elon Musk, who, in my opinion, is still very much an unknown, um, do, we, do we have to um, accept the consequences of their decisions in our lives? Or is there any way we can fight it? In other words, do we have any way at all of regulating these moguls? And how do we challenge them or fight back? Well, let's look at the facts with this one story with Elon Musk. Musk possibly did alter the course of the war by intervening as he did, because he, in a sense, aborted a service to Ukraine so that their, uh, so that Ukraine's armed submarine drones uh, lost their connectivity. They did not have um, the the satellite intelligence that they needed to direct these um, weapons to their targets. And the targets were Russian targets, Russian ships. And because they had no connectivity to um, the link, then these submarines were just washed ashore and harmless as could be. They did no damage. In other words, Ukraine could not attack the Russian forces because directly because of Musk interference. However, that's not the end of the story because some people say, uh, you know, are, are saying, wow, that was a great thing for Musk to do. He, they said he was averting World War III and Musk himself admitted that that was his concern. He said specifically that Ukraine was going too far, quote, by inflicting a strategic defeat. And he describes it as a mini Pearl Harbor um, by preventing Ukraine from attacking uh, the naval ships uh, in the Russian fleet. Um, although uh, Ukraine was operating in international waters, and that's another concern because Musk put a limit on that. But... Um, other people are claiming, look, this is definitely a breach of contract. Musk arbitrarily shut down the service so that they did not have any service in that area. And is this breach of contract justified or is it an ethics violation? So they, they are going after Musk right now. They want to uh, indict him on this. Um, I hope we don't have another inquiry, but who knows these days, right? There are just thousands of inquiries all the time. Um, but here's what Musk said regarding that. He says, okay, if you want to come after me, the burden or the onus is meaningfully different. If I refuse to act upon a request from Ukraine versus making a deliberate change to Starlink to thwart Ukraine. And then he goes on to say, at no point did I or anyone at SpaceX promise coverage over Crimea. So what Musk is saying, well, okay, I, I authorized uh, service over a certain region, but he said Crimea is occupied by Russia. And I didn't say in my contract that I would uh, open up coverage for you so that you would have service in that region. And so he says, you know, you, you've got to prove that I actually intervened and cut something off. He said, all I did was gave you uh, access to this technology 
over uh, Ukraine proper, meaning the unoccupied regions of Ukraine. And then Musk goes on to say further, moreover, our terms of service clearly prohibit Starlink from offensive military action. Hmm, that's kind of an interesting point. Uh, and he says, as we are a civilian system. So they were expressly asking for something that is expressly prohibited. And so, um, you know, Musk, I think, might have a very good point here. It sounds to me like maybe he didn't actually uh, cut off any service for them, but he limited the service so that it reached only over the regions of Ukraine and not extending to Crimea. And Musk just came out and said, look, I was concerned that if they took out this Russian fleet, that things could have escalated really fast. And that is true. It is a possibility. And Musk also was very concerned that it could have triggered a nuclear weapon retaliation. And of course, that would be scary because if that ever happens um, with Russia or even with the up and rising stars in the nuclear armament scene uh, like North Korea or Iran, um, you know, th there's going to be problems. And who knows who could predict what would result from that? Would that start World War III? Well, it possibly could. We don't really know. But what we do know is that Musk had the power to determine the outcome of this battle in this war. And this battle could have significantly altered the ultimate fate or outcome of the war. So here we have a billionaire mogul who is able to decide by himself, okay, an unelected official, a non-military person, just somebody with a lot of money and hopefully some brains. And I think Elon is smart, but um, it's not a comforting uh, position to be in knowing that the entire blooming world could have suffered if Elon Musk made one decision or another. We don't know how it would have happened, but we know that Musk had the power to intervene. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this investigation unfolds. But let's also realize that Musk now, as I understand, has a contract uh, in the future to provide U.S. military services uh, with Starlink. So they, they almost likely could have a mobile um, expedited uh, communication system everywhere you go uh, on call, you know. So I don't know uh, where this is going to go, but I don't feel real good about Musk declaring himself to be the peacekeeper of the world and the one individual who would or could influence or decide the final outcome of a war. That is not comforting in any way to me. And uh, we could take this further, and I'd like to expand the topic just a little bit to, to consider how some of the other elites 
are likewise influencing our world. Now, take this whole issue with Elon Musk and this supposed intervention uh, in the war. Um, how does that differ from Mark Zuckerberg's election interference? We know he interfered. We know that he had a great influence on people. And um, we know that the election uh, fraud was rampant. How much of that did Musk, uh, was he involved in? Well, probably quite a lot. And how has that changed the whole world? Well, the, uh, you know, the details of the 2020 election um, are still unfolding. We have no idea what the final outcome is going to be, but we do know it's been devastating. A stolen election uh, robbed Americans of our free republic. We are no longer free for the first time in American history. We do not have an elected president of the United States. And of course, if I claim that, if I was someone highly, highly influential, then um, of course the FBI would become come uh, busting my door down, uh, arresting me, getting into my safe, taking my cell phone, my computers, and so forth, right? Just because I made the statement that our government is corrupt. Well, that's where we are today in our world. This is definitely Orwell's 1984 that is still evolving, and we are still responding to it. But how does Mark Zuckerberg's election interference differ from Elon Musk's supposed or alleged interference in the Ukraine war? Well, isn't it really just another form of censorship? Because that's what Elon Musk did. Uh, in a sense, he censured Ukraine and said, no, I am not going to let you have the influence that you want uh, in this war with Russia. Wow. Is that fair? Well, it doesn't matter. Again, this is unrestricted warfare and they can do whatever they want. And who is they? Well, I don't know. I don't even know whose side Elon Musk is on. Is he for the Russians or for the Americans? He's been against Trump, but he seems to have been much more neutral, at least recently. I mean, Trump is now on the old Twitter now called X. And um, so it, it you know, Elon Musk is definitely an enigma. I'm still asking myself, who is this guy? I don't know. But I do know that these billionaire elites do have a very powerful influence on us in a lot of different ways. Um, but they can't possibly take action against Musk if Ukraine in fact, violated their terms of service by using a civilian system for a military target. You know, I, I think that they're going to be very hard pressed to try to pin something down on Musk and, and convict him of anything. Um, but let's remember this, um, whether we're talking about Ukraine and Zelensky or we're talking about Russia and Putin with all his generals, um, or uh, maybe even Elon Musk, I don't know. But these are all bad actors. They've all done horrible, horrible things. And Elon Musk has perhaps done some good things, um, but I don't know. He's an unknown. But we know that Russia is an enemy of America. They have been. They are not a free republic Um Although they, they claim to have some principles, so even some Christian values, uh, I don't see that they are a, uh, a stabilizing force for peace in the world. I think that if Russia had the opportunity, they would be aggressive. 
And uh, we see the same thing uh, with, well, you can call it Ukraine, but with NATO um, and all the other bad actors, we know that China is definitely uh, aggressive. They want to be world domineering and they will do it if they can. Uh, let's just hope and pray they can. Well, I'm going to take a short break here and then uh, return to discuss more about what these moguls can do, how billionaires influence our lives and sometimes in the biggest ways. And then I'll talk a little about persecution uh, of patriots, which is definitely escalating. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. Libertyatamericaoutloud.com. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news, liberty and justice for all. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. 
What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. And I am back. This is the Voice of a Nation, Malcolm at 8. Dr. Steve LaTulip here with you today for the Voice of a Nation team. I would please encourage you all to go to AmericaOutloud.news and you can access all the great articles and podcasts that we provide for you. Get the news and feedback that you need so that you can make some real rational decisions about how you yourself as an individual American patriot, how you can influence the world, influence your part of the world, and hopefully make America free, great, safe, good again. That is our goal. I would also like to refer you to americaoutloud.shop where you can get all the latest in the health products and uh, different innovative uh, products that uh, will hopefully improve your life. And remember to use the OutLoud code for special discounts because you are our family. We so much appreciate all of our listeners, whoever you may be. And uh, I want to encourage you to become equipped in every way to be healthy, both of mind uh, and body and of soul and spirit. So right now, um, I've been talking about how Elon Musk um, has influenced the world, perhaps in ways that we will never really understand, because he had the potential to allow Ukraine to do some very serious damage to a Russian naval fleet that did not happen simply because Musk took it upon himself to say no to Ukraine. No, I will be a peacekeeper here. I will not allow you to proceed with this attack. So in a very real way, Musk was acting as a general, the top general of the Ukraine army or or military, and it did not happen. And we are seeing the very same thing happen with other uh, billionaires that seem to influence us in kind of scary ways. We saw that uh, severely with Zuckerberg, with his election interference. Um, And let's just take it a little further. Um, These are bad guys, a lot of them. Why has nobody cried foul Uh, with Bill Gates when he released millions of mosquitoes in Florida. We know that the mosquitoes are being um, generated uh, as a bioweapon. Is this not another form of interference? Uh, They're interfering certainly with our peace. They're interfering um, and um, going to war, if you will, against public safety, right? These mosquitoes um, contain uh, 
a lot of illnesses, namely the big one is malaria. That's a big concern. And malaria has been shown to be carried uh, by the mosquitoes, compliments of Bill Gates and his genetically modified mosquitoes. Mosquitoes are vectors for a lot of different disease in the world, all kinds of disease. Um, and uh, they can carry some really bad things. So it would make sense that if they could be disseminated and put into a little biological bomb, if you will, and launched against armies, you could just imagine how you could make the enemy very sick and incapacitated, take them out of the war, and that could be a decisive uh, move to win or lose a war. Um, but with Bill Gates, I mean, here's a guy that absolutely uh, is uh, interested in depopulating the globe. I mean, he has spelled it out. He is a eugenics um, advocate all the way. And, and everything that Bill Gates seems to do uh, causes interference in people's lives. He either is harming people or harming animals or harming the environment. And um, we've seen it. We have evidence galore. I mean, look at his targeting us with the COVID-19 vaccines. Remember, they pushed it. They said, oh, 100% effective. And it went down to not effective. And then now we know that the absolute truth is that those vaccines are harmful. It was a bioweapon. It was used by the Department of Defense, by the way, who promoted this. And they attacked our own people. And right now, still, they are attacking our own military who have been so many of them have been forced to take this shot. Those who didn't have been persecuted and are still fighting their battles in huge ways. You would not believe what they have gone through. This, this is something that you would only expect in the worst, most vile communist countries. Um, but Bill Gates now is contaminating our food supply with messenger RNA injected cattle and swine. He is has produced a product that covers fruits and vegetables called Appeal, A-P-E-E-L. Uh, please do your research on that. This is dangerous. You should not eat anything that has the appeal sticker on it. Uh, I just pray to God that they do not take the sticker off and um, apply this appeal uh, without us knowing it, but it, it could happen. I mean, anything could happen these days. Um, he is promoting research to get messenger RNA um, vaccines into garden plants, into the chloroplasts, which are specialized cells that produce um, the energy for plants, and they have not succeeded yet, but they're working on it really hard. And I think that they absolutely could accomplish it. But uh, if they could get you to grow your own vaccines in your garden, of course, every time you eat of the fruit or vegetable uh, that you're picking, whether it be strawberries or lettuce or, or kale, um, then what you're doing is inoculating yourself every single time. And given that the spike protein that the messenger RNA produces is highly, highly inflammatory, toxic, and um, immunosuppressive, you're not going to live as long the more of these injections, if you will, uh, that you can take. Uh, some people have questions, well, you know, can, it, can you possibly have an oral vaccine? Well, sure you can. You've had oral polio, right? I took that. And yes, it's very possible 
to get an oral inoculation, if you will. So we got to be aware that these uh, people who are highly influential and extremely wealthy can do an awful lot of damage to humanity. And that damage is still being done right now as a result of the COVID man-made uh, pandemic, if you will. I call it a mandemic because it, it, it was generated by people. But everything that Bill Gates does seems to harm the environment or people. And, and this is the big one. He is making tons of money from all of his enterprises. This, this one man should be a prime target in the war that we are fighting right now. Take that however you will. I, I'm not saying by any means that somebody should go out and assassinate him, but look at how many people he is killing by the things he does. And nobody has, has called him on it. Nobody has blown the whistle. More and more people are dying. But, um, you know, there's just a whole lot more to come. Um, what is going to result from this secret meeting uh, that Chuck Schumer, Senate Majority Leader, put together with Zuckerberg, with Bill Gates, with Elon Musk, and with other people that have a lot of influence, a lot of money, and a lot of interest in, let's just call it, shaping our world. I really don't feel too good about it. So uh, I think that as we are approaching the 2024 election, things are going to continue to get worse. And I said that right at the outset of this uh, year, I think I said it last year, I said, you know, right after the 2020 election was stolen, this was bad news. After the 2022 election was stolen, I said, this is really bad news. Now, uh, bad news means that everybody is going to suffer. But the ones who right now are suffering the most, aside from those who are victims of, say, the COVID shot and things like that, the ones who are suffering most are the, one that are the ones that are actually utilizing the Bill of Rights in the proper way. They are claiming their First Amendment right, and namely that is to petition our government for a redress of grievances. We saw that with the January 6th uh, debacle, uh, which they are calling an attack, an insurrection, which it was not, but there were a few people that got out of hand, a little bit out of control, of course, they were inspired directly by these people who were incentivizing them to enter the Capitol building, to resist the Capitol police and so forth. And there were gobs and gobs of these people working in hand with the FBI. Now, that should concern you a great deal. Recently, January 6th hostages, new, new people that have been prosecuted, and I would say persecuted, Enrique Terrio, former leader of the right-leaning Proud Boys militia, uh, sentenced to 22 years in prison for his role in the January 6th, 2021 attack, if you would call it that, 
on the U.S. Capitol. Uh, that is the longest sentence so far. I don't know if anybody will beat that, but 22 years in prison. Now, he was not even at the Capitol building, but um, they say that he would have been there. He was actually he was actually arrested when he arrived in D.C., and he was handed a court order to leave the district immediately, and that's why he wasn't there. And prosecutors say that he was acting kind of like a general, so uh, Enrique Terrio uh, was, is, you know, he, he's the former leader of the militia, the Proud Boys, and they did some good things. I mean, but they were militants in a way. And I, and, uh, but were they just in, in what they did? Well, I'll let you decide that. But um, U.S. District Court Judge Timothy Kelly called him the ultimate leader of the conspiracy. Okay. And um, that's a lie. The ultimate leader of this conspiracy, uh, we know who that really was. And um, it was not a civilian. It was a politician, Nancy Pelosi, right? She is the one that spearheaded this. She is the one that turned down Trump's request for increased security. This was all planned by Pelosi and her gang of thugs, including the nasty, pathetic FBI. And, you know, sometimes I just, I have to admit in my humanity, I'm glad they will face God one day and be judged. I would pray for their repentance, but you know that these people are not going to repent. They are so evil that um, they don't want to repent. They don't want to do anything godly in their lives. All they want to do is create as much pain and suffering as they possibly can in the world. And that disgusts me. I don't like it. I like to oppose that kind of a thing. While there were, um, you know, the, what do you say about this kind of behavior? The judge, Timothy Kelly, uh, ultimate leader of the conspiracy, and it was an attempt to stop the congressional certification of Democrat Joe Biden's 2020 election victory over Donald Trump. This is what a judge says. And that also disgusts me. This is a lie. There's so much evidence to this. It's just not possible that Joe Biden could have been elected through honest means through a fair election. It just did not, could not happen. So uh, unfortunately, they I think they really put the screws to Terrio uh, because he addressed the court at the end and he called his sentence a, quote, national embarrassment. And he said, my candidate lost. I persisted when I should have calmed. And also he said, this trial has humbled me. Um, I know what kind of pressure they put on people, how they would try to break you. And I think that the prosecution team did their damage. Uh, you got to recall that prosecutors pressured Terrio to even implicate Trump so that they can connect him with Trump. But, but um, they were not successful in doing that. However, you can be sure that Terrio was strongly influenced. And when I say influence, I say think about POW treatment because he was severely pressured. They applied a lot of propaganda. They isolated him, I'm sure. And um, I think a lot of bad stuff and a lot of threats happened to him. But um, he did not implicate Donald Trump, and that was a good thing. There were other January 6th convictions. Ethan Nordine, who had an 18-year prison sentence recently, 
Stuart Rhodes, who was founder of the Oath Keepers, also got 18 years. And then just recently, Nathan Hughes, who was an Arkansas man, was just arrested and charged with a felony for entering the Capitol and encouraging others to enter the tunnel leading to the building. Now, Hughes did exactly what Ray Epps did. But we know that Ray Epps was working for the FBI. He was an FBI plant to incite the crowd to rebel. That was part of Nancy Pelosi's plan. And there were many more besides Ray Epps. We have learned that. So this so-called insurrection was a complete setup led by none other than Nancy Pelosi. Bless her heart, right? Do you think Ray Epps is ever going to face charges? Well, of course not. He is protected, just like Hunter Biden has been protected. Hunter Biden is now facing gun charges. Do you think they're going to punish him? Do you think Hunter Biden, the son of the installed President Joe Biden, is going to do time uh, in a prison? I really doubt it. Nancy Pelosi, likewise, she is protected, just like the demented Joe himself is protected, at least for the time being. Things could be changing. But all of the corruptocrats, the Democrats, the rhinos, the billionaires, less one, less one being Donald Trump, they are all protected from prosecution of their crimes against humanity. They have their black priests. They have their Gestapos who are always covering for them. They have the DAs, district attorneys, who were hired on by a George Soros so that they could internally destroy our country. We know it all. The evidence is now before us. And what is happening is they are taking out our top, our top patriots who are influencing our country for good. Now, just take a second and compare that with a man who got five years in prison for running over and killing a conservative after a street dance in North Dakota. This liberal, Shannon Brandt, who claimed that a teenager, Kayler Ellingson, was, quote, a Republican extremist who supposedly threatened him. Now, this was disproven altogether, but this nut job liberal intentionally runs over this teen and kills him. And what does he get? A manslaughter charge. Five years less the time that he served before the trial and three years probation and one year suspension of a license. And I'll bet that suspension of a license will be while he's in prison. Folks, that is called murder. That is murder. The maximum fine for, uh, for manslaughter charges is $20,000, and the maximum prison sentence was 10 years. He got five years serving four years because he's served about a year uh, before his sentencing, but he also left the scene of the fatality. That's a crime. He also was inebriated. He was drunk, and he got a DUI, but he was not fined for that. He still only got five years less time served. Okay, this is murder. This is, and compare this to a guy like Terrio. Did Terrio hurt anyone? No. 
Did he speak his mind? Yes. Did he oppose the government? Yes. And like so many other Americans, he is paying the price heavily for it. The progressive legacy of conservatives being persecuted is escalating rapidly. They want to take down the movers and the shakers. There was, a, and it's happening in other countries even. Dr. Richard Scott, who actually prayed with a patient and gave him a Bible. This occurred in Bethesda Medical Center in Kent, England, two years ago. He was just declared not guilty of serious misconduct, but was told he overstepped his boundaries. Wow. Pretty scary, right? I used to write prescriptions with scripture verses on it and say, read this verse three times a day for a month, see it in a month. You know, it had profound positive impact on my patients. Other medical doctors, many still heavily persecuted. They are not getting any, any leniency whatsoever if they are independent doctors, if they are competent, honest doctors. Where do you go to find an honest doctor today? It's hard. It's getting harder because they're all going underground. They don't want to be persecuted. They don't want to practice Nazi medicine. And they know that if they don't, they'll be fired. They'll lose their medical board licensing. They'll be threatened with a suspension of their license, their board certification. Um, they'll be destroyed financially. They'll be sued, have to pay out millions of dollars. This is criminal. Okay, so there's a new... Uh, a new movie, a film produced by Dinesh D'Souza, Dan Bongino, and Nick Siri, who's an actor. And that's coming out October 23rd and 25th in theaters. It is called Police State. And if you can access this um, trailer by going to policestatefilm.net. Policestatefilm.net. Please check it out. This is going to be a great expose of what America has become. As Dan Bongino says, the police state isn't coming. It's already here. And we need to realize that. My personal theory is that the most influential people, those who become the absolute opposition to the communist state, these are the ones who are going to be persecuted. Well, we've had our fill of this. We've had enough. We've had enough of the killing, their lawfare, their censorship, harassment, imprisoning our good people and otherwise shredding human lives. The real communist insurgents in government are now finally facing some opposition and that opposition is heating up and I am asking you to be a part of it today. I love seeing it and suddenly I don't feel so alone. Strength in numbers, remember that. And the numbers are increasing. We are finally starting to fight back. Would you please keep God in the center of the picture, in the center of your life? Because if you do, we may just take back our country. It is time to get involved and get loud, America. America.